Are you ready? They think you can tell us what to do. You think you can tell us what to wear. You think that you're better. Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Championship. 
then Ziggler says he needs one more shot to get it right. One more um, shot. He's starting to sound <laughs> a bit like Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the good thing about this um, segment that I actually liked was uh, Alberto Del Rio actually using his skills yeah. as a womanizer, if you want to call it that, yeah. um, to rub up to Vicky. Um, just to show you how vast his skills uh, in comparison to a lot of others, um, the opposite of Bill Hours. And didn't he like uh, the ring announcer? Oh, Ricardo, uh, yeah. Yeah, didn't he like bring them in his hand? He had no vase or anything? Yeah, he, um, Alberto told him to go get a vase. I don't know. I mean, the, the, there you go. The, the straight difference in um, class right there. He goes and tells him to get a damn vase, which he should do, because, you know, when addressing a lady for something you want, you better be nice to her. Yeah. And and you better show you some class while you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that um, vignette or segment, whatever you want to call it. I think that was really well done. Yeah. Um, what was the next bit that happened? Then um, Ziggler grabs the um, the flowers and he smashes them into the wall. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember thinking that when he threw them into the wall, he, he was, like, uh, protecting his sort of, um, uh, what do you call it, his sort of, like, a meal ticket, you know, into the big leagues, knowing that she was the GM for Raw. Yeah. So he says, well, you know, Alberto, you can get lost if she's my way in. You, you find your own way. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, where do we go from here? Um, there was a match against the Big Show and Brodus Clay. Yeah, I, I know this was, to me, it was a big waste of time. Mm-hmm. You always knew where it was going. Um, and, and they used the fact that Brodus Clay was um, injured as to the reason why he couldn't stand up to show. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I'll go along with that. But, I mean, really, if they want to utilize this guy properly, I, I don't see him as a face. You know, mm. you, you need guys like him um, doing things that are not very nice. Yeah. You know, upsetting people and using their weight, you know, and all of this. So, but, you know, if he's over with the kids and they like him, who am I to... Um, argue with that. Exactly. Um, so what's next? Uh, Michael Cole talks about Triple H's challenge to Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. He then announced that next week Lesnar will have an official answer for Triple H. Yeah. He wants his answer from Triple H, yet I've heard somewhere... Sorry, sorry, let me say that again. He wants his answer from, Bro- from uh, Brock Lesnar. But um, I hear that Brock Lesnar is not due to show up until the 1,000th episode. Yeah, well, he might show up on, um, what do you call it, via, you know. Yeah, he could do. Satellite, yeah, via satellite. Yeah, that would be a way you could do it. I mean, you could have uh, Paul E. Heyman selling his injuries from what he got from uh, Triple H. Mm Mm-hmm. And telling him, no, absolutely not. 
And then um, Triple H uh, goating him on by saying, well, you know, he's a coward. He didn't even turn up here. Uh, so why should we even worry about what Lesnar has to say? We mm. already know that he's such a coward. Yeah. And then, as you say, he might show up on satellite. Yeah. Rather than in person. But I guess we'll find that out, um, well, this show is done in a couple of days' time, I should say. Yeah. And uh, we'll go from there. So, yeah. so what's next? Uh, AJ's backstage talking with Kane, and he says she makes him feel things that he never thought were possible. And then Kane says it's not a good thing because he's not exactly boyfriend material. But she says that's okay. Kane says he doesn't do relationships. He's a monster and wears a mask. And he enjoys vexerating people. And Kane says he finds AJ mentally unstable. Yeah. You know, what I say ain't necessarily what I'm doing, you know, with Kane. He says all these things. Yet later on in Raw, um, when you read it out, mm. it, it's it's a different story, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, no, yeah, that's right. He says these things, and she comes out and uh, gets him distracted yet again. So, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever, Kane. But I think, like I said, they want to keep him and Punk and... Daniel Bryan all in this um, trio until it plays itself out. So uh, whatever direction it's going to go, I think we'll learn that really quickly. Yeah. Um, how do we go next? Um, the next, there was a match, um, United States champion Santino Murata versus Jack Swagger. Yeah, that's right. Um, what did you think about that? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, but I thought Jack Swagger would have won since he's more like a better wrestler than Santino, but he must be jobbing it up now. <laughs> I like the guy, but it really hurts to see him get beat up all the time. Yeah. I know he's much deserving after the heinous things he does um, year in and year out. That's all he ever does. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it, he actually is a good Decent wrestler. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Santino isn't. Yeah. But uh, comparing Santino's character, he's more comedic. Yeah. And comparing him with uh, Jack, he's more of a wrestler. Yeah. So you have to wonder where the line is where you think uh, wrestling matters to the WWE. Mm. Or does getting a bunch of laugh for the kids and merchandise more important? Yeah. I mean, uh, one of two things brought that to the dance. And I know it wasn't merchandise. You had to have wrestling first. Yeah. For that to all happen. Okay, what was the next one? Well, Santino won that with the Cobra. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> the next part. We obviously knew that Jack wasn't winning. Yeah. Uh, John Cena's backstage and runs into Zack Ryder and a box of People Power t-shirts with John Laurinaitis on the front. Oh, yeah. It was like um, 
Isn't it for free, anyone to take? Yeah, but um, I think Cena throws them all in the rubbish. Yeah. Well, you know, they want to play that through. They want to have a little bit of Laurinaitis. Um, he's probably coming back. Yeah. I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to be coming back sometime. Could be sooner, could be later. Yeah. But we'll see him sometime down the track. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's next? Uh, John Cena comes out. He walks to the ring, and the crowd reaction was decent. He se- he said he sent out a tweet earlier and promised that he would have a historic announcement. He says WWE has turned upside down and says it is like a bad episode of Star Wars. He tells a story about Star Wars centered around Show Vader and Cena Skywalker. He th- oh, yeah. yes. He does this promo that I know if you are, um, well, it depends what kind of fan you are. If you are a hardcore Star Wars fan um, with a bit of optimism, maybe you found that funny. But if you know what Star Wars is and you know just a little bit about the storyline, then you could follow it. But... um, I don't know what those guys are writing for him to say. Um, it seems like he got over. I didn't hear anything too major about anybody anywhere making a fuss about it, except how horrible it was. Yeah. It, but you could say that about every John Cena promo. Um, people are always hating on it just because. Um, yeah, but his main point he wanted to get out or what was his main point he wanted to get Well, to? he wanted to make his announcement, but didn't get to because uh, the lights went out and Chris Jericho comes back. Chris, um, what, suspended indefinitely Jericho to, nah, just 30 days Jericho? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the WWE are doing there either. I remember, I remember the news saying that he had... Um, done something terrible with the Brazilian flag. Yeah, didn't know? he stomp on it or something? Uh, I think he balled it up and kicked it like a soccer ball. Oh, okay. And that earned him um, a suspension for indefinite. Yeah. Uh, what happened there was uh, the people were going to riot of some sort. He had to apologise to everybody. Yeah. And I thought, well... Jeez, here's the thing. He had to go on um, tour soon. Yeah. So that in conjunction with the story you hear, you know, and he even actually, when he came into the ring, he even said something about to the effect of, yeah, what are you going to do, suspend me? Yeah, yeah. So there you go right there. It's all a joke. or It's all a storyline. Yeah, because he, he just come back from his successful European European tour with his band Fozzy. Yeah, but he's in the ring yucking it up about yeah. oh, it's all it's all okay, you know. It's what suspensions don't harm me. Mhm. Uh, so a lot of what smoking guns and mirrors. Okay. Yeah. So how did we how did the promo go along here? Um. Then Cena says to stop the big show from winning the money in the bank. <laughs> putting himself... Cena's actually putting himself in the match for the first time. 
he says he's gonna win the briefcase and win the WWE title at Money in the Bank. If you have to think about this, what he's saying. Um, Literally, it says he's gonna win it, and he's actually gonna he's going to um, put his briefcase in that same night, like all the other people have done after the match. Well, see, what is the match going on with the championship that night? You've got... Uh, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. So what, he's going to cash in on um, CM Punk? Yeah, or Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, well, see, what if, CM, what if Daniel Bryan won it? By whatever means, AJ or whatever, we don't know. Yeah. We're just making this up. And um, would anybody care that John Cena cashed in on him? Probably not. Well, yeah. But at the same time, I really don't want to see that storyline. No, it's getting a bit old now, I think. Yeah, it is, you know. I mean, if you're a John Cena fan, this is all good. You've Mm -hmm. You've got no worries. Just put on his outfit, put it on, and go off to one of the pay per views and watch him win. Yeah. But if you want to change a stale track run, you've got to mix it up a bit. Because mm-hmm. when you have wrestling radio shows like this one, yep. that uh, pick apart a storyline before it's even happened, you are in big trouble. I remember the old days, we couldn't do this, you know. Um, we knew all the players, we just didn't know how it would end. Yeah. But here, we don't have to know all the players, you know. She's only named four, so far as I know. Mm-hmm. We don't have to know all the players. We just know how it's probably going to end, which would be with John Cena. Yeah. So, yeah, no imagination in there. Not for a fan. Uh, I mean, well, an older fan that's been following them for years. Um, yeah, no joy there. No. Um, where do we go to next? Uh, Vicky Guerrero appears on the stage and confirms there will be two Money in the Bank matches at the pay-per-view. One for the WWE title shot and one for the World Heavyweight title shot. She also announces that only former WWE champions can compete in the WWE title at Money in the Bank. And that, that, that they will be Kane, Cena, Big Show and Chris Jericho. She also announces John Cena versus Chris Jericho for later tonight in the in the um, match. Uh, yeah, is that the main event? It looks like it, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to say much on that. I think we said quite a bit about that. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to the next bit. Okay, another legend is backstage and ready to return in honour for the forthcoming 1,000th episode of Raw. It is yeah. someone that hasn't been on Raw in 15 years. Master <laughs> of the world. Yeah. Um, so who was it? Uh, well, Heath Slater came out. <laughs> um, and Heath... Um, yeah. Heath Brooklyn Brawler Slater comes out. Yeah. yeah. And he says, um, oh, Lillian Garcia, sorry, is backstage and about to announce the former WE, former Raw oh, yeah. main eventer. And she's interrupted uh, by Heath Slater saying, seriously, does that guy ever learn? Yeah. yeah. No, he doesn't. He's, he's got goldfish memory, like I said a few episodes ago. 
he only remembers that week, you see. Anything before that happened, he's done, forgot about it. Yeah. Just like the fans should, by the way. Mm-hmm. So they could be all suspenseful. Yeah. Slater says he rules the world and he doesn't care what people think about him for his actions. Last week in the Roddy Piper, Cindy Lauper, Wendy Rich segment, because he is one of the top superstars on Raw, he says Slater rules the world. Then the music of his opponent hits, and it's Psycho Sid. Yeah. Awesome. Really, really awesome to bring him back to these older guys. Yeah. Um, I know... It caters to somebody like me since I grew up watching them, mm-hmm. and I probably am not going to fault them, no matter how old they look. Or, or Actually, he looks in decent shape. He does, yeah. I mean, he's lost his pure roundness he used to have way back in maybe WrestleMania 8, around then. Yeah. But he, he's still got a lot. He's still, you know, still looks pretty decent to me. Yeah. I liked him back in um, when he was in WCW. He teamed up with um, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, he done he done a lot of good work there. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, uh, Psycho Sid defeated Heath Slater with the power bomb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next match is uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Alberto Del Rio in the world title number one contender match, and it's with the contract on a pole. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hated that match because I wanted to see it, but I didn't get to see it. Mm. You know, with all the um, interference by Ricardo, I could live with. But um, it's what happens next that bothered me. Can you go to the next one? Um, when Seamus came out. Yeah. Yeah, and he says that Guerrero has made a triple threat match on SmackDown with Sheamus de- defending against both of them. I know. So technically, that... they didn't really need that match. No. Yeah, but um, to Sheamus's credit, he actually did say he went to talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was bored and saying, "Well, you know, I think I want to kick both these guys' asses." Yeah. So he says, the way that I can do it, I'll go and see Vicky Guerrero. And, you know, to Vicky's credit, she's not going to deny that. It only makes her look good in front of the board when she wants to be rehired as the GM. Yeah. So I can't see her saying, no, that's a terrible idea, Seamus. She's going to go for that, and she's going to drop her man and Alberto Del Rio in this match because it's making her look good, and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, what was the next bit? Um, there was a Divas Beach Battle Royal with Beth Phoenix, Oksana, AJ Lee, Maxine, Rosa Mendes, Alita Fox, Layla, Caitlin, Tamina Snooker, Natalia, a- and um, Vicky Guerrero came out in a little swimsuit thing as well. <laughs> uh, I saw that. I didn't have any kind of... Um... How shall we say it? I didn't have any kind of um, prejudice towards it all because I hadn't seen the Divas in so long. Yeah. I forgot what they looked like. Um, but they looked pretty good, all of them, actually, including Vicky, you know. Yeah, she did. They, they all look pretty decent. Yeah. Um, it's not like I'm going to be anywhere near them anytime soon, but from the perspective when you... 
have these divas on a show yet they're not even on the show. This would have mm. been refre- this was refreshing. Yeah. Okay, so how did our match go? And what is this for, by the way? I forgot. It was for nothing really, just to show all the divas, I suppose. Oh, so there was no prize or anything. No. Just okay. winning the you... beach battle royal. Okay, okay. Um, um, yeah, AJ wins. She bet uh, Beth Phoenix, but then. Um, no, Beth Phoenix was thrown out. That's right. Beth Phoenix was gone. And was... Um, there was, I think, there was only two left in the ring. Layla. Layla and Vicky Guerrero. Yep. She, um, AJ threw Layla out. She got her out, and then Vicky Guerrero was up there, and then they, then Vicky got thrown out as well. And then yeah. AJ celebrates in the ring, cheering like Daniel Bryan. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, she did too. Yeah. Um, so where do we go from here? Um, it's the main event. John yep. Cena versus Chris Jericho. Okay, yeah. Yep. And, um, was this a good match? I don't remember. Oh, I remember parts of it. Well, if you can't remember, it mustn't be that good. I, well, you know, Chris Jericho is a good wrestler. And, yeah. um, so is John Cena. Yeah. So... If these guys ain't putting together a match that I can remember, then something's wrong there with the product. Um, so how did that end? Well, it ended in disqualification because the big show came out and dropped a big leg on Cena, whilst Y2J had him in the walls of Jericho. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that's all that happened really with that, didn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, we'll go for our first break because this week's show is extremely short and I apologise, but I am well under the weather, if you hadn't noticed already. So um, we'll break in with our first break and we'll be back with you shortly. Thank you very much. I think TNA is the best wrestling company in the world. It's going to dominate the, the rest of the competition. Impact Wrestling is an event like no other. I mean, when you come to these live events, the fan interaction, I mean, it's just its crazy, you know, how close the fans get to their favorite wrestler, you know, and I do pictures after after my match pretty much every night in the ring, so it's an up-close and personal experience that the fans get. There's so much that these sports entertainers can do that just brings the fans closer together. And when you see one of your favorite superstars up there just getting the crowd involved, it just pumps your adrenaline and makes you want to feel like you're part of the show, and that's what TNA does. Getting to see me do what I do live is... uh... It's great. I guess if, if you just asked me one word to sum it up, it'd be G-R-E-A-T. Great. I think, you know, if someone's never been to a live uh, taping of a, any kind of wrestling event, TNA's definitely the place to go. Just because you come down here as to another event that you're going to go to, you're just going to be a number, you're going to be a ticket, you're going to be a seat. When you come here, you're in the middle of it. You are face-to-face with the action. You're right there, and it enhances your experience 100%. They get to meet a lot of the wrestlers. There you go. Let me just so it's more of a, a personal up-close experience with the wrestlers and getting to know them and, and getting to take your picture with them and getting their autograph, which is 
the best thing you could ask for at any live event. There's not a whole lot of more wrestling going on in a lot of the other brands. Um, you, when you watch these shows, you come to these live events, like it, it's all about the wrestling, and that's a big thing to me because I, I like the entertainment value of watching some good in-ring action. What can you expect to see when a TNA live event comes to your hometown? You can expect to see me, Bully Ray. From Hell's Kitchen, New York City, the biggest, the baddest, the roughest, the toughest. Standing in the middle of that ring in your hometown, challenging anybody who wants to come in the ring and shut me up. That's what you can expect when I come to your town. I, mean, I love going out to TNA shows and, and being able to really interact with the guys and, and have, you know, like a conversation with them and, and at other times, you know, when I go to like an autograph signing or anything like that, you know, you just sort of walk up and the guys are like, hey, and, and they give you an autograph and you walk on. But with these guys, you know, you, you walk up to, to like AJ and you talk to him for, for like 30, 40 seconds about like some of his matches or, or you know, or Taz or, or anybody. They're open and, and they want to talk to you and they want to they want to be there for the fans. I've never seen a professional football player jump off of a 20-foot ladder. I've never seen a professional athlete take five chair shots to the head. And that stuff is real, and it's real to me because I buy into the whole wrestling persona because I'm a fan and I care. Okay, uh, we're back from the break. And, uh, yeah, what have we got next, uh, Linz? Um, we've got the Impact results. Okay, uh, let's carry on with Impact. Okay, um, this week's Impact. Um, there was a video package recapping and the initial build-up to the Austin Aries versus Bobby Roode at Destination X for the TNA World title. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, how did that go again? Um, well, there's just a video package. Yeah, um, just a video package of um, showcasing Austin Aries? Yeah. What about um, Bobby Roode? Yeah, um, I think there's some of Bobby Roode in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where did we go to next? Um, then after that, there was uh, two absurd words for Dixie Carter and AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. Revealed on last week's show. Yeah. And then backstage, uh, Dixie talked to AJ about not being happy with how things came out last week. AJ said he's ready to move on and beat the piss out of Kazarian and Daniels tonight. And Styles vowed to put the nail in the coffin for him, Dixie, and Claire. Okay, so um, that sets up a match for later. Is that a tag team match? Yeah. Okay, for the belts, did that was that mentioned, or am I jumping ahead? Uh, I think you're jumping a little bit ahead. Okay. Um, how did we go? Um. Mr. Anderson came out on the stage to introduce himself for the first Bound for Glory series match for the night. As Anderson made his way down to the ring, um, Mike Tanay recapped how Anderson arrived at the 9BFG series entering tonight. Rob Van Dam came out next to face Mr. Anderson. So first match of the night is Mr. Anderson versus Rob Van Dam in the Bound for Glory series match. Um, and whoever, whoever wins this match gets seven points. Um, okay, so has Mr. Anderson scored, or I think 
I don't think um, Rob Van Dam has scored at this point, eh? No. Okay. Uh, Mr. Anderson has, obviously. Um, what, what happened next? Um, Anderson and Van Dam exchanged quick pins attempts early on before coming to a babyface versus babyface stalemate. That was short-lived when Anderson went for a handshake, then popped RVD in the jaw with a right-hand strike. RVD came back with a drop toe hold into a motor lock, looking to secure a submission victory, but Anderson reached the bottom rope before the, before the break. RVD went for the mat submission as Tanay plugged another BFG Series match tonight, Samoa Joe vs. Bully Ray. RVD and Anderson traded blows before RVD executed Northern Light Suplex for a near fall. RVD followed with a cartwheel into the backflip press for another near fall. RVD tried to finish off Anderson with a split leg moonsault, but Anderson blocked with the knees to the gut for a two count. Anderson followed with a neck breaker for another near fall. Anderson then tried to move out of a fireman's carry, but RVD countered into a crucifix pin for the three count. Okay, so um, RVD gets the seven points. Yep. Uh, I don't like Anderson's look. Have you noticed his new brown hair sort of thing? Is it brown <laughs> hair? I don't know. He looks. He doesn't look like an arsehole. He looks like a, a has-been or some mm-hmm. sort. No, he does when I look at him um, with that haircut. Uh, okay, what happened next? Okay, after a recap of the Bound for Glory series standings, Austin Aries music player to the to bring out the exhibition champion oh, and the yeah. number one contender for the TNA world title. Austin Aries recapped his big decision in the ring with Hulk Hogan last week. Aries said his decision for relinquish the X division title in exchange for the TNA world title shot was due to needing some new competition. He recapped talking option C that the X division champ will always get the same opportunity he received at Destination X each year. Austin said... His days as X-Division champion are numbered, but the question now is what's going to happen to the X-Division? Well, you know, I talked about this three weeks ago in uh, our first show we did, actually, about saying how they've virtually created two new events um, for the X-Division, mm-hmm. that being Austin Aries' uh, main eventing with uh, Bobby Roode, and the X-Division is up for... Lolly scramble for. You've got two solid events going into that um, pay per view. Yeah. So those two sell it already. Well, they do for me anyway. I'm quite. Um, but I guess uh, we'll find out a little more, or we'll give a little more insight, I should say, uh, when picks comes. When is that next week? Is the pay per view next week, do you know? Or two weeks? I think it might be two. Oh, and I think the one in two weeks is the WWE one, isn't it? The Money in the Bank. So it might be next week? Yeah. Anyway, whatever happens, I want you guys to join us with the picks, and we'll go through the picks, and we'll hopefully give you insight or not um, as to which would be the better deal. But I think we did pretty good with our last picks, didn't we? Oh, well, I didn't. You did, I didn't. I I did, so obviously you need to be listening to what I'm saying um, when we go through the picks. Yeah, but I'm still ahead of you. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So you have to use your own intuition uh, 
when picking your picks with us. Yeah. Uh, okay, what's next? Aries announced there will be a tournament at Destination X to determine the new X Division champion. He said he was backstage today and saw some old and new X Division faces. It reminded him of when he was without a contract one year ago and is now challenging for the TNA World title one year later. Suddenly, Bobby Roode's music interrupted to bring out the world champ. Aries offered commentary over Roode's music, annoyed with the pace Roode was taking to the ring. In the ring, Rude told Aries to take a good look at the TNA World title belt because it's the real title. Rude said he single-handedly made this world title the most important thing in the industry. Rude ignored Aries' back talk before continuing that he is the most dominate, dominant champ in TNA history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not much to say there. Uh, Rude is obviously still playing up the fact that um, he's going over. Yeah. Um, I'll have more to say on next week's picks, but um, I'm not so sure anymore. Mm. Not because I don't think um, he needs to hold the belt all the way up to um, Bound for Glory to face... Um, Storm, but really, uh, there's a lot of ways you can play this, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll talk more on that next week. Yeah. Rude then accused Aries of only getting a title shot against them because of Hulk Hogan. He said that option C is nothing but a failure. Rude ignored various chants and noise from the crowd before noting that he will make sure Aries fails at Destination X. He looked down at him and said Aries isn't even in his league, before telling the kid to get out of his ring. Aries asked Rude what if, if he thinks this is his ring. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And they squabbled a bit over a, you know, you, you hang up, you hang up, no, you hang up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what that looked like. Yeah. Anyway, anyway where do we go to next? Well, Aries told Rude to make him leave the ring. The jackets came off, then the shirts. Rude smiled as Aries told him to bring it. Instead, Rude grabbed his title belt and left the ring, telling Aries that he's not worthy. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Mike Tanay threw to a video package recap of the two absurd for words AJ Dixie revealed with Claire Lynch telling her part of the story. Yeah. Then backstage, a roving cameraman asked Claire and Dixie in the hallway how they met. Claire said they had a mutual and oh, they have a mutual friend and met at a party. Claire said things got bad when Daniels and Kaz got a piece of the information and twisted the story. And then Daniels and Kaz was sorry when Daniels and Kaz yeah, Kazarian. No, Daniels is the one here. Yeah, he's the one that's done all the... All the um... so there is no Daniels and Kaz here. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Well, so far as we're led to believe anyway, I mean, you know. Yeah. Daniels and Kaz were spied on in the locker room. Kaz screamed at Daniels for making him do awful things for six months after buying into Daniels' bullshit. Kaz stomped off leaving Daniels frustrated because they have a tag team rematch title tonight. That's right, and he he forgot to shine his shoes before he left, you see, so he's upset about that. Um, 
okay, yeah, that's heading in the way that people want it to go. Uh, it's still an awful um, storyline. I thought they would have finished that. Yeah. I thought they would have used um, Earth escape speed to get away from that angle as fast as possible. But I mean, they're still having this paid actress or whatever hanging around with Dixie Carter. Yeah. Personally, I thought they would have got someone better looking. I don't know. Uh, Maybe that's um, not very nice for me to say, but, you know, um, make it believable, Mm. uh, you know. That Dixie hangs around with um, trailer trash is not that convincing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but carry on. Sanjay Dutt's music played to bring out a returning bald-headed Dutt for a qualifying match to determine who enters the exhibition title tournament. Tanae said three matches will occur tonight and one more next week. Out to face Dutt was Jigsaw, who was billed as Rubik's. Quite the stretch on the name. Yeah. Yeah, these guys have been around a bit in the indies um, and they've been in and out of TNA. There's a revolving door for them. And... The revolving door always seems to start spinning around exhibition time. Um, hey, I'm happy to see them. I don't mind seeing them. Mm-hmm. They're, ex- they're excellent wrestlers, um, the lot of them. Yeah. You're always going to see a good match out of them. Um, yeah. For, for the most part, is because they're not there all the time. So when you have to sell yourself um, or advertise yourself, you've got to do as much as you can yeah. with with as little ring time you have. Um, so, should we pass the uh, X Division qualifying matches? Uh, just yeah. give us the exact results for those. And we'll um, the winner bit. of the Sandre Dutt, Dutt versus Rubix match was um, Dutt. Yep. Yep. Um, up next, we saw Taz, uh, Bruce Pritchard, and Al Snow debate Taylor Hendricks in a gut check segment. Um, yep, yeah, um, yeah. I remember that. They were still in the trailer at this time, weren't they? Yeah. Talking about, um, should they have her and all of this. I think they backed themselves into a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I read it. I can't remember, and I'm sorry for the source that I read it from, but I heard it was Al Snow they brought her in. Yeah, because he said in the, um, well, and the thing coming up that he's known her nearly all her life. Yeah, so he brought her in. Yeah. Um, that's going to play a, um, a big part in the next few segments. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, go, move on to the next bit. Uh, Bully Ray came out to the ring for the second uh, Bound for Glory series match. Tanae noted Joseph Park is not in the building tonight after... Bully Ray lectured him last week. Bully Ray flashed his calves to the hard camera before they cut to the break. It's Thizilla, is it? Yeah. No, not Thizilla. He calls himself uh, Trips. Some bloody... I mm-hmm. can't remember. Samoa Joe's uh, music played to bring out Joe to a strong reaction. Tanae told viewers not to underestimate Joe in the Bound for Glory series tournament because of his submission background to earn him extra points for a submission win. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Parks came out to interfere, didn't he? Yeah, at the end. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, not all of them have to be climbing up that ladder uh, on the Bound for Glory series. Yeah. 
So it makes sense to show why Bully Ray isn't climbing so swiftly as others. He's got his hands tied. Yeah. With this whole abyss and um, Joseph Park's angle. Yeah. So he'll be far busy doing things with that. Um, yeah. So where do we go next? Um, Joe, where are we? Oh, once the bell sounded, Ray, Bully Ray argued with the referee, Earl Hebner, before trash-talking to Samoa Joe. Ray, Ray, um, Bully Ray claimed Joe is afraid of him, so Joe backed Bully all the way into the corner. Bully Ray con- continued to duck under the ropes to avoid locking up, drawing booze. Bully Ray did it a third time, as Tanay noted the, the Bound for Glory pay-per-view location will be revealed next week on the Impact. Joe then eventually got his hands on Bully Ray for a side headlock. The two bulls collided mid-ring before Ray knocked down Joe for the elbow. Joe came back with left hand jabs before Ray raked the eyes. Ray followed with a a big suplex, taking Joe to the mat for a two count. (laughs) Yep. Um, On bottom line, he loses, isn't it? Yeah, he loses. When um, Joseph Park comes out, he gets on the ring apron and he slaps Bully Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, I I found that funny. And um, Joseph Park, in two weeks, is going to um, take on Bully Ray in a match. Did he say something to the effect of, you're going to find out, some, you know, you're going to find out what it's really all about or say something to that effect? Yeah, he'll probably say, oh, I've been doing two um, people. I'm really abyss, but I've been doing um, Joseph Park just to get in your head, Bully Ray or something like that. He's going to... The old split personality. Yeah. Yeah. So Samoa Joe won that, and he receives 10 points. So Joe's now up to 27 points. Uh, is he? Yeah, because he won another match, um, I think it was last week or the week before. Um, he, he lost last week. He went against um, Cowboy, didn't he? Oh, James Storm, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Jeez, I've got to watch carefully. Of course, noting that they don't always earn points on TV, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes they probably do it in... Like when they're touring. Yeah, yeah. And um, house shows. Just so as anybody listening doesn't get a shock and say, well, where the hell did he earn the rest of his points? Yeah. yeah um, that's where he earned the rest of his points. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, Bully Ray is yet to get on the port. Yeah. <laughs> He's down the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Um, where do we go next? Uh, Tanay and Taz noted Daniels tampered with the audio of a phone call between AJ and Dixie planning a surprise birthday party. The roving cameraman asked Dixie to clear up the picture. She said AJ told her how bad things are with Claire. Claire said she can't believe Daniels turned something so pure into something so scandalous. Dixie had more answers on Styles bringing her to a hotel room to see Claire recovering from an addiction. She noted a lot of effort went into turning this into an affair between AJ and Dixie. The cameraman asked a final question about whether Claire was at the surprise birthday party for Serge. She said she wasn't. Dixie said because she wasn't doing well at her, in her recovery at, at the time. 
And then backstage, um, Kazarian went into Hulk Hogan's office telling Hogan that he listened to Daniel's lies for for the last six months. Kazarian claimed he had nothing to do with the Daniel's lies and he can't team with the guy tonight for the tag team title match. Hogan asked Kazarian to own up to the lying in the in up to lying in the bed Daniel's made. Hogan gave Kazarian the father to son on drugs talk, but giving it into peer pressure. Hogan gave Kazarian that if he's accountable, then he better prove it tonight by starting fresh showing, showing who he really is. Hogan said he already booked the tag team title match tonight, so they're going to find out what he's made of. Kazarian frustrated, stomped off, unhappy with Hogan blowing him off. You know, um, hearing it from the way Daniel says it, it's a lot better. Yeah. No, it is. It's more interesting. Um, you want to listen in to hear more. But then when you get to that height of excitement and you get there like last week when we were talking about it, you're left empty. And now this fallout that we have is sort of like, yeah, we're just fixing up the, the totally rubbish storyline we had. We're sorry, guys. But, I mean, live through it with us, and uh, it'll get better. And I don't think it's going to get better. It's, it's just going to get worse. Yeah. But, so, let's carry on. Uh, backstage, Madison Rain was shown walking up to Garrett Bischoff, who was sporting a blowing shirt, a bowling shirt. Garrett tried to ignore her a as, he, shut up, <laughs> as he texted away on his phone. Madison then tried to get out of the, out the words about her secret crush, but before asking what he's like, she whispered in his ears, and Garrett pulled away and told her good luck with that. You know, I thought it was Garrett. I even mentioned it a few episodes ago that I think it is Garrett. Um, from that backstage segment... You would assume that it isn't Garrett now, and it's somebody else. Can you excuse me for a minute? Uh, yeah, sure. Yep. Um, and when you hear that part about uh, Garrett goes, no, good luck with that. There's not very many guys left. I mean, she came out in Slammiversary, and there was Rob E, uh, Big Rob T., and Devon, are you telling me she wants a married man with a TV title? Is that it? I mean, those other two guys, I'm pretty sure they're gay. I mean, I, they wear pink sweaters. I'm not supposed to think anything else about that. Unless, unless that's what he was meaning. Unless that's the whole idea. Yes. Yeah, Garrett. I mean, Garrett would know, wouldn't he? He would know who's gay and who isn't. You know, he'd have a nose for it, so yeah. Well, you know, it's it's not that interesting when you've only got three guys to work with. <sighs> but I suppose we'll find out how that goes. Um, well, I, I've got to say, guys, the Bound for Glory series is... Looking one-sided, I know you've heard it all before, um, it's looking very much like James Storm. 
And I thought I'd stay right here uh, while my partner's on a bit of a break about how I think this may go. Um, maybe James Storm will be the front runner for this, but then maybe he will somehow get an accidental, you know, push out of it, or how shall we say it, to push him out of the running for a little while, for a little while, and he'll pick it back up in the weeks leading up to Bound for Glory, which I heard my partner say would be added next week. Um, the location will be revealed. And this reveal, by the way, while we add it, is a good reveal. Okay? It's not the one where you waited on the edge of your seat with bated breath to hear, <laughs> to hear the crap that is bloody, um, oh, you know, I don't want to, I still don't want to get into it. It's only been two weeks. But but somehow I know by the time we finish this TNA review, I'm going to have to get into it and give you some hard, solid, compelling answers as to why it's, as it is that way and why it isn't um, Daniel's way. Uh, there's another thing I want to bring up that I noticed. Um, I didn't see Sting at all. Uh, you know, nothing about his storyline, nothing about where he is, what happened. Um, I reported and said, in my own view, it could have been easily um, Jeff Jarrett. Then you hear and you read on some dirt sheets, some news, wrestling news website about how Sting needed to be written off TV. Okay. You write him off TV and then you're supposed to what, go along with that? Uh yeah, they need, they need to um, give an explanation why he's not... Well, we saw him get beat up a few weeks ago, but he hasn't shown back up. Uh, they haven't said nothing. That's uh, what I'm just saying. They, they've, they've left other us. Than, other than what Hulk Hogan said the other week, that he's going to find out who did that to Sting. Yeah, but that's sort of like saying, yeah, um, Sting's on Sting's on Ice Brothers. We'll bring him back uh, maybe a few weeks or months down the track, whatever the case may be. But for the moment, the storyline's cold. Don't ask about it. Yeah. Especially don't ask about where Devon is to defend his TV championship belt. I won't answer that one either, brother. <laughs> you know. Um, let's carry on. Where, where are we? Um, Madison Rain was shown talking to Garrett. Sporting a bowling shirt. Oh, um, that's right, yeah. yeah. Garrett tried to ignore her as he texted away on his phone. Then Madison tried to get out of the out of words and about her secret crush before asking <laughs> what he's like. She whispered in his ear, then Garrett pulled away and told her good luck with that. Oh well there you go. I'm but sure I don't I don't I don't think it's Garrett Bischoff that she's after. Well, Garrett looks like a nice enough guy to let her down easy, or tell her straight. Yeah. So, obviously, it isn't Garrett. If they play it out like, yeah, it could be, um It could be Robbie. Is it Robbie? Robbie E? I get Robbie yeah. E and he mixed up. I gave my exact thoughts on that while you were gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Moving on, as um, they might say. Yeah, uh, Brooke Hogan showed Miss Tess Mocker that she got her campaign with Direct Auto, Gail Kim um, came in to the shot and said it's 
spitting cheap rates and cheap girls. Tess Mocker shot back her before Gail tried to talk business. Gail told Brooke she wants the rematch with Tess Mocker, jumped at the chance to have. Brooke told Gail that her rematch is coming and it's next week. Yeah, you know, does she sound like her dad? She does. No, I mean, I'm not being stupid here with the genes thing. I mean, like, a promo-wise and everything. Yeah. So, like, um, if you had a notebook and you were following your good old dad around mm-hmm. and he told you ways how to talk, would that be the result? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was just seeing if someone else thought that too. Um, yeah, so where do we go to next? Um, there's a match between Rashid Cameron and um, Mason Andrews. For the, oh, yeah, yeah. For the, um, Next division. Yeah. Mm. Um, can you give us the result on that? Because we explained earlier about that. Yeah, the winner was Mason Cameron. Okay. Um, next. Next, um, backstage, uh, it showed Taylor Hendricks standing, waiting for her fate to get she's voting. Oh, it is, yep. Yep. That's right. She's waiting for her chance. So where do we go to from here? Um, Hogan was on the phone while James Storm and Jeff Hardy were in the ring. Hogan said the deal with Sting is he's good, but he's not good enough yet. He said they still don't know who took him out. Uh, changing subjects, Storm said he's back and ready. Hogan said he's question- he has questions about him every week. So after he walked away a few months ago, Hogan then asked Jeff Hardy what got into him. He told him that since the... His top racehorses, they're going to face each other in the Bound for Glories. Yeah, he said series. that. Um, you know, at the end of that, he goes, give me some of that youth. Um, Hulk Hogan, he's pretty funny. Um, yeah, he's a clever guy. Mm-hmm. He actually does listen to the IWC. He gets criticised a lot, um, even back in the NWO, how he used to surround himself with uh, younger guys. Yeah. Sort of like have their talent and, and them rub off on him. And mm-hmm. he's standing. Yeah. And I saw that segment there at the end when he says, give me some youth. I said, well, yeah, not bad. Um, and I found it amusing. Um, anybody else that knows what I'm talking about actually can uh, relate to that. Um, what, what's next? Jeremy Borash was in the ring with Taz, Al Snow, and um, Pritchard. Cue to the dramatic <laughs> music, and I believe I Jeremy. love you. I yeah. didn't. I didn't know that Bruce Pritchard was brother love. <laughs> Show, um, shows how much I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cue up to the dramatic music and over serious poses. After introducing the judges, JB introduced Taylor Hendricks to receive her elevation. Taylor came to the ring before JB asked the judges if they had seen enough to render a decision. JB then asked Taylor if she has shown her best thus far in TNA. She said she has. Then JB went to the judges for an evaluation in the impact zone. The crowd chart- chanted, yes, yes, yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Taz At least they weren't yes. going, what, like last week. That was annoying. Yeah. As Al Snow was about to give his decision, 
They showed Joey Ryan and the crowd screaming at the judges. Joey screamed at Taz, who <laughs> left the ring to hit him. Snow then screamed at Joey to leave. Joey yes. leaned over the guardrail, telling Taz that if he's such a badass, he should hit him. Security <laughs> eventually took Joey away before the judges returned to the ring. What a difference a year makes with Joey Ryan and Scorpio Sky on the same national yeah. TV show with one year after being plants. Uh, yeah. Mark Henry and Seamus crashing through the barricade at SummerSlam. Just like the rated R superstar, you know, yeah. it ain't easy being sleazy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> back, uh, in, back in the yeah. ring, Snow said he knows Taylor has potential, but he doesn't think she's ready for an impact roster spot. Taylor was given a mic to state her case and said she will fight to stay here and earn a roster spot. She said she wants it and will prove that she can shine. The crowd applauded, then JB asked Pritchard to give his vote. Pritchard says he likes her. I don't love you, but I like you, he said. Pritchard did the dejection setup and said he's not... That not, he's not sure if she's tough enough and said she's not experienced, but said, unlike the jerk who came out a moment ago, the answer is yes. So basically, Taylor gets a contract with the um, TNA. She's the newest yeah. knockout. Yeah, but is it a no? I mean, he turns up there. Well, and... no, because he said um, it's two out of three. No, I mean, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how he said, unlike uh, that jerk-off before, mm-hmm. talking about, um, what's his face? Joey Ryan, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. He's he's uh, under contract. Yeah. You know. But um, as for this woman, yes, she may do good. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't too impressed with her first um, showing. You know, first impressions uh, are important. Yeah. They really are, especially to a fan like me. Because mm-hmm. I can notice every sort of, um, you know, chink that you have in your armor. And she had a major chink where she wouldn't absolutely um, be grateful for actually given the chance. Yeah. And as Taz said earlier, yeah, this is what bothers me about Taz. Earlier, he turned around and says, you know, um, I don't like it when people are here when they feel they deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, and they let you know about it. Hell, everybody will think that way, but not everybody comes out and says it on their first day. Because yeah. I can tell you right now, you'll be at the exit sign. Yeah. And then, and then the one that surprised me was when Snow turned around and said, no. When at the end of the day, everybody knew he was the one that brought her in there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Come on. Um, what, what I want to say is um, they escaped out. Well, they didn't escape out of the cancer survivor thing at all. She got hired, but what they had to make it look like, it was snow that didn't want her in when in the fact it was him that brought her in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we we didn't know that much, folks. That's all a mystery. Uh, what happened next? Uh, next was the TNA Tag Team um, Championship for the tag titles. Uh, yeah. AJ Styles and Kurt Angle versus Daniels and Kazarian. Uh, Kurt Angle's, uh, yeah, that was a good match. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. See, here is the difference. You've got these four good wrestlers. 
All of them are excellent wrestlers. I don't care what anybody says. You're, you're crazy if you don't think that Kaz, Daniels, AJ Styles, and Kurt Angle ain't good wrestlers. Okay? You need to be watching something else if you think they ain't. Compared to John Cena and um, Chris Jericho? Yeah. Absolutely don't remember that match. But this match, I do. It's a very so good match. End, yeah, in the end, um, Daniels and Kazarian won. So they're the new tag title champions. And at the end, right at the end of their match, um, yeah. Daniels took the mic and proclaimed themselves as the TNA tag champs. Yeah, oh, they, yeah they got the belts, yeah. yeah. Daniels then turned his attention to Dixie, telling her there's plenty of reason to be happy. He said Claire told the truth, but not the whole truth. Daniels said Claire is pregnant, but the bastard daddy is AJ Styles. Dixie screamed, <laughs> what, are you kidding me? <laughs> Claire sat down in her chair and said the baby will surely be phenomenal. Dixie again offered an easy threat that Daniels is so finished. They signed off with Dixie pointing a finger at Daniel's wife, Claire, some sitting in her seat, neither confirming or denying the allegations. Oh, no. Like sands through the hourglass. These are the days of our lives. <laughs> okay, we're going to go for our last break. Come back, talk about SmackDown, and get out of here. present Destination X. The time is now to become part of something bigger than yourself. A force that will change the game. Do I have everybody's attention now? We will unite, speak our voice, use our power, and influence the world. We will create a new future. Everybody at home, put your hand on the screen and feel me flow through you into your homes. Join the revolution. Alberto Del Rio has everything money can buy. He swims in pools filled with champagne. He eats his nachos with only the finest caviar. He also has a personal ring announcer who does a lot more than announce. But with WWE Money in the Bank, he'll have to get his money the hard way. Earn it. Live Sunday, July 15th, only on pay-per-view. Hello, okay, we're back with this last segment. And we're going to go through to SmackDown, and we'll end out this week. Uh, sorry for the short show again, but we're not doing that well. Um, how do we go at SmackDown? Um, the first match was AJ versus Layla in a non-title match. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, they shake hands before the match starts. Then they lock up, and Layla with a side headlock and take down AJ with a head scissors, but Layla escapes. They lock up again, and AJ with a side headlock take down. Layla with a front face lock and the near fall. Layla with a kick to the midsection and side headlock. AJ with forearms to the ribs, but Layla with a shoulder tackle, and then she blows a kiss to AJ. Then Layla with a roll-up for a near fall. Uh, Layla with a wrist lock, but AJ with forearms. AJ with a drop toe hold and drop kick to Layla. Yeah. 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 And basically, um, I'll get to the end because it's a little bit confusing. Uh, Daniel Bryan's music plays and he starts his yes chances way to the ring. AJ gets distracted and um, Daniel does his lap around the ring and Layla with the roll up for the three count, which I found quite funny. Yes, 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 that's right. Um, What happened after that? After the match, AJ stares at Brian and then she attacks Layla from from behind. AJ punches Layla and the referee has to separate them. Then AJ looks at Brian and the crowd is yesing. Daniel tells her to calm down and say that it's not so fun when someone distracts you in the middle of a match. Unlike AJ, he's not out there because he craves attention. He's out there because he has something important to discuss. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, that's amusing. I found that amusing. Yeah. Um, how else did we go with um, Daniel Bryan then? What did he want? Um, he says that he has to talk with Vicky Guerrero and wants AJ to hear it too. Brian tells Vicky that he's not leaving the ring until he gets what he wants. Brian says that he will hold the show hostage if he has to. Brian says that Vicky has left him no choice. Brian starts to chant yes, then AJ starts the yes chant when Brian stops. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Apparently they went to break, didn't they, and they were still doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how do we go from there? Uh, meanwhile, back in the ring, Brian and AJ are having a yes to well. Yep. Then Vicky Guerrero comes out and she says, excuse me, her way to the ring. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Vicky says she doesn't know what Daniel wants, but the people are sick of him repeating the same annoying catchphrase. Vicky yells, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. That was just a dig. Yeah. Um, what else? Brian says that he needed to make point because he defeated both Kane and CM Punk in the same match on Raw. He is the new number one contender for the WWE Championship. Brian says that he needed to show everyone that both Raw and SmackDown will revolve around him. And then he says he wanted to applaud Vicky for what she did by giving him a title match. Brian says the management style makes him want to see Vicky run both shows on a permanent basis. He also says that if that is the case, Vicky will be the new GM and Brian will be the champion. They will need to work together hand in hand. Assuming that happens, he has an idea for Vicky to take to the board of directors for the WWE Championship at Money in the Bank. He wants AJ banned from ringside. Well, Vicky starts to talk and Brian interrupts saying that she is a liability. She is unstable. She is a menace. He refuses to lose his opportunity because of AJ. Vicky says that she is not as bad as AJ. She does not forget what AJ did on Raw. Vicky comments on that tweet AJ posted. Vicky says that she is sick of being called Grandma by AJ. 
Brian reminds Vicky that it is not about her, it's about him. Vicky mentions that the poll that was done on WWE.com about the role that AJ should have for the match at the Money in the Bank. The options were guest timekeeper, guest referee, guest ring announcer or guest commentator. Vicky says the board of directors listened to the poll results and AJ will be the guest referee. (laughs) AJ starts chanting yes as she leaves the ring. Daniel says that it's not fair, but Vicky says this is what the board wants. Brian starts to chant no as he leaves the ring. Uh, well, you know, he has to suck up to her or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where do we go to next? Um, Vicky says she wants to thank the board of directors for their work. She says that over the next two weeks there will be qualifying matches for the world title Money in the bank match. This match will be open to anyone. And then Damon Sandow makes his way to the ring for his match against Zack Ryder. Sandow begs everyone's indulgence for a moment. He reminds us that he is not here only to help the WWE universe, but he's here to help his opponent. The WWE's official ambassador of ignorance and metacrosity and stupidity. He says that Zack is no different than the crowd. He ensures that the unwashed masses will have a world champion who will shepherd them to the enlightenment of what they so desperately yearn for. So the next next match is Zack Ryder versus Damien Sandow for the Money in the Bank qualifying match. How clever are you really if you're in the ring taking bumps? Yeah. No, I'm serious. This guy claims he's smarter than everybody else. Um, he has the brain of a Yale man or whatever, whichever is your favourite um, university. Yet here he is taking bumps in the ring. And we're supposed to, like, believe that he can enlighten us in some way. Mm. You know? <laughs> this guy here, uh, he defeats the purpose of himself. <laughs> But, you know, it's a gimmick. I know it's a gimmick, but when you think about it seriously on a more intellectual level, there really is no intellect in that. No. You're getting your hair knocked all over the place. Hey. Yeah, well, the winner of that is uh, Damien Sandow. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever's clever, eh? Mm-hmm. Michael Cole mentions that Charlie Sheen will be the social media ambassador for the thousandth episode of Raw. Who, uh, winning, eh, winning, Yeah. I'll, ha- I'll have my tiger blood ready, you know, um, show how clever I, there's another clever man, he and Damien Sandow are an exact perfect match, Yeah. They're, they're both clever, you know, he's winning, you know, Sandow's winning in the ring, so mm. there you go, perfect, perfect example, thanks for that. Yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan is walking in the back and he knocks on the Diva's locker room door because he wants to talk with AJ. Caitlin comes out and says that AJ is not inside. Brian wants to know where she is and Caitlin says that Brian should try to get on AJ's good side because AJ is mentally unstable but he didn't hear it from that from Caitlin. Ah, Caitlin reduced to just being part of the back segments. Mm-hmm. What, what else did we get next? Obviously, you know, okay, I know I'm not being fair about them not being anywhere on TV, but obviously they they do a lot of house shows, 
and stuff like that. That's where you see these wrestlers that don't make it on TV as much. Mm-hmm. They're doing house shows, so you, you, we'll carry on. Tyson Kidd versus Jack Swagger in a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Oh, yeah. That was a good match, too. I liked that match. Yeah. Um, Wasn't too bad. Yeah, so basically, um, they exchanged blows, and at the end, it was Tyson Kidd that won against Jack Swagger, which I found very amusing. Job Swagger, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we knew he was going to lose. Actually, when I saw the match, I said, oh, great, Tyson's coming. You know, Tyson's another jobber. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who's more of a jobber now. Um, I don't mean to be mean, but you can find the humor in it when both these guys job it up on a, a weekly basis, mm. only to find that Jack Swagger is the crown king of jobbers. Yeah. Vicky and Dolph are in the office, and Dolph wonders why Vicky isn't doing more to help him. Vicky says that she's being watched by the board of directors. Dolph wants Vicky to ban the bro kick and the cross arm breaker. <laughs> this is a good segment. Carry on. Vicky asks what this means for her and Dolph, and oh, for her, and Dolph yells at Vicky for making it all about her. He tells her to do something for him after six years of stealing the show. Vicky slaps Dolph and it calms him down. Dolph just wants Vicky with him when he wins the world title. Did you see how quickly she crushed any kind of push he was getting? Yeah. You know, this woman's hated. She goes out there and they boo her out of the blimmin' building. Yeah. But then, you know, Dolph Ziggler tries to show that he's some sort of whiner, and she slaps him just at once, and the crowd, I swear to God, the crowd, we're, we're on Vicky's side. So, it's interesting enough to know, like, in the weeks we've been talking about why Dolph Ziggler doesn't get a push. Yeah. That right there is the reason why Dolph Ziggler doesn't get a push. Mm-hmm. Because his push can easily be toppled. More, more so than what happened to poor old Seamus. Yeah. More so than what happened to him. You know, Vicky doesn't even jump in the damn ring for fuck's sakes. So yeah, what's next? Um, Santino Morello and Christian versus Cody Rhodes and David Otunga in a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Oh yeah, yeah, that wasn't too bad. How did we go there? Um, well, the winners of that were uh, Santino and Christian. Santino, Morella, and Christian. And I, you know, I don't know why Christian's going in anymore. Uh, I know he's good to have there. He'll be just a name, um, what do you call it, a veteran. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a few veterans in there that know how to work that type of match. Yeah. But really, there's easier ways for Christian to earn it. If he got it, which I know he won't because at the moment he's face, so they wouldn't give him that... Um, they wouldn't give him that briefcase. Yeah. But he's, he's basically there for the veteran um, veteran card on that particular match. Yeah. Um, what's next? Uh, the next match is um, two jobbers versus Ryback. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ryback wins. Does he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I like Ryback. Well, yeah, he's amusing. Yeah. He's still okay at this at this moment. I remember we missed him. Um, I think in Raw he didn't even turn up in Raw. Did no, he? he didn't. No. 
So he basically comes on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Oksana and Antonio Cesaro are kissing, and Teddy Long stops by. Teddy says <laughs> that he doesn't harbor any hard feelings towards them about their relationship. Teddy oh, yeah. tells them that he will be the general manager next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oksana starts to suck up to Teddy by say, but Teddy says that he can clearly see not only do they deserve each other they need each other on Tuesday night Oksana Antonio will be in a mixed tag against Layla and the great Carly well she was sucking up to him she was saying teddy bear and all this uh, you know <laughs> that other guy I like Antonio's way how he wrestles but let's, fa- let's face it he's going to get crushed by um, great Carly yeah yeah yeah. If you don't like his in-ring style and all of this, he's a bit slow. Yeah, that's all true. But yeah. the fact of the matter is, the guy's really big. Yeah. And, and he can hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, the next match was Justin Gabriel Gabriel versus um, Tenzai with Sakimoto. Uh, that's another Money in the Bank qualifying match. And winner is Tenzai, of course. And he didn't beat up his sidekick either this week. No, he was yelling at him, though. Yeah. Maybe he only does it when he's losing. Yeah. Because he won this week, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, my God. Is he in the match? Okay, are these just qualifying matches? Yeah, these are for the winners. Whoever won is the people that are going into the um, the Money in the Bank ladder match for the SmackDown. Well, should be good. Yeah. What's next? Um, the last match is yeah the Sheamus um, match. Oh yes, yes, yeah. that match was quite good. Yeah, we had Sheamus, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Yeah, and Alberto. Very good match. Yeah, and the winner was um Sheamus. Okay. Yeah. All in all, this week has been very stressful for us. So I've been really, really under the weather. Yeah. So we're about ready to get out of here. But before we do, please don't run away just yet. I need Linz to read out where you can reach us, what you can do, how you like to show, if you did it, whatever. And I'll let her finish that out for us. Yeah. You can reach us at wrestlingweekinreview at gmail.com or, or um, under... under you know, what do you, lowercase. lowercase, that's the one. Uh, Twitter, you can reach us on um, WWIR. Yes. Uh, Facebook, we've got uh, Wrestling Week in Review. And we've got, um, the group, yep. yeah. And we've got the iTunes, and you can just subscribe to that as well. Okay, well, we're just about out of here. But I'd like to thank you all for listening and coming back. And I know that you do come because... Um, we did get quite a bit of downloads now, and I'd like to thank everybody that's been downloading. Uh, so it's goodbye from me, Nate. And uh, Linz? Yep. You want to say goodbye there? Ciao. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Hopefully we won't be sick. Well, and hopefully we won't be alone again, but, you know, yeah. not that that doesn't bother us. But, hey, we're here to entertain you. Okay, um, I'd like to say there are a thousand wrestling radio shows out there, but this one is yours. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Pass in the WWE Championship contract Money in the Bank ladder match in three weeks, but for the first time in almost two years, they face each other one-on-one here tonight. 
come alive. And look at Jericho. No, he can't turn it. And now Cena. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Into the walls of Jericho. It's locked in. And Big Show, the world's largest athlete. And a leg drop to the back of Cena's neck.